All right, we are back with the latest episode of Triumph Small Business. This is Mike Warmer. I'm here with my, Sher- my partner, Sherm. Sherm, how are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We got a little little snow. I don't, I'm, I'm mid-state. You're, you're upstate. How's the snow up there? Uh, it's not bad. We just got we got more. We got a couple inches. It was uh, nice and clear, and now it's uh, fluffy and powdery. And I, uh, I think we're supposed to get some more tonight, so we'll see what tomorrow will be a mess I, I, I hear. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. So we're going to talk today about success.com, the best advice these 11 successful people ever received. And, you know, we love these lists because some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them are practical, some of them are crazy. So number one, time is the most valuable thing you have. And, you know, and I, and I agree with that one. I mean, time, and, and I'll change that one a little bit. It's the way you use your time is the most valuable thing you have. What's your thoughts? Time is valuable. You can't get it back. You can make more money. You can buy more businesses. You can get more relationships, but you can't get time back. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Number two, your, your income correlates with the value you bring. What do you think about that one? Uh, So, of course. I mean, you know, what, what, what this, what this entrepreneur is trying to say is basically, you know, the value you bring is, is the way you correlate the money that you receive in the beginning, you know, when you're just first a startup, you know, I, I would disagree with that statement. You're probably not making nearly as much as you're supposed to, but you know, yes, you know, you're going to be able to price things um, higher than other people if you bring more value or you're solving a larger problem for somebody. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get the gist of the statement and I, I agree with it 100%. Yeah, that is an interesting one because that is very circumstantial and situational. And that, I mean, that, that could change. Number three is an interesting one because I, I hear this a lot. I've read a lot here and there about that. I've talked to some different people and, and you know, you know, humbly say yes. And it goes on to say, my mentor taught me the word like uh, it, it loves to say you, you love people love to say no, but really be humble and say yes. And, and, you know, yes is, yes is an interesting word because we, we talk about saying no all the time in the sales process. And to me, no's still a yes, right? It's just, you can, it continues the conversation. And um, what's your, what's your thought on that? So I don't think that this is humbly described properly, you yeah. know, but um so, you know, in the beginning of your journey as an entrepreneur, I, I think, you know, the joke was Sherm never says no. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I would agree with that statement because, you know, you know, you have to get a point. It's, it's, a, it's a pivot point, you know, of, of your business evolution. And as you grow up and, you know, in the beginning, you got to kind of say yes to everything, but you, you know, you have to do it in, in certain ways. Like if you say yes and can't do it, then there's no point in doing it. Um, <clears throat> but you have, you know, I, that, that, you know, that's a trick. It's, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky statement. It's really tricky. Like you got to be careful what you say yes to, you know what I mean? Like you got to make sure that it fits within your brand. It fits in with your mission. Um, and that the ultimate is that it, it's, it helps you grow as a company. Like, so, I would say humbly say yes. If you can answer four or five of those that yes, it's humbly helping you because you know, what you're going to get caught up into is that 
you know, the age old, oh, well, you should, uh, you know, you should do this charity event for free because right. it's going to get you a lot of exposure, you know, and, and so are you going to say humbly yes to that? Well, if you have no other business that month and all you're doing is giving out free products and services, then you're going to have to humbly say, no, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> because so you said, you know, I, 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 you know, I listened to your, you, you uh, got interviewed by uh, our good friend, Joe Wu the other day on the, uh, like, <laughs> that was a great interview. And, you said something on there that applies to this about, you know, sometimes make it right for the customer, say yes, but sometimes then you got to go back and tweak your process to make it more, more profitable, more, more efficient, whatever that is. That was a great way you kind of said that. Well, you know, what I said there was is that, you know, you, you have to make it right for the customer. You know what I mean? And no matter what it is, you have to make it right. You know what I mean? Like, so you've already said yes to this, to whatever this is. My point of that, that conversation was that, you know, sometimes things don't always work out, but you have to make it right for the customer. You know what I mean? Even if it costs you a little bit more money to make it right for the customer, you know, you have to do it and then you have to work the process out. I mean, I could tell you, you know, our contract used to be like less than one page long. Now it's probably five pages long because right. you learn, you learn yeah. through your experience of what, what should be in there, what people people think what you know what you thought they understood and what they what they thought they understood and then you have to make it clear so you didn't get you don't get caught you know buying you know um scented candles in a tent because you know you're you're cutting prime rib in the middle of a field and now there's a ton of uh, flies there well i didn't know that you know bringing the off candles is my in my description, but we did it. You know, we went to the store, we split the cost and caught it a day. And then, you know, and then you learn from that experience. I mean, that's, you know, it's a small little thing, but I'm just, you know, bringing, bringing up one of the many, 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 many things that you learn as an entrepreneur. Number four, remember the human, the human touch. And this is all about connection. You know, we lose this sometimes in the buying and selling aspect of, of connection is important. It's not just about here's my product, buy it. Here's my product, buy it. Here's my product, buy it. And you got to get that connection in everything you do from your marketing materials to your customer service, to your everything, you know, what, what's your thought on that? I, you know, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I tell, <laughs> I tell everybody, you know, that's in the office, that's calling customers, you have got to stop sounding like a salesperson, mm-hmm. you know, build a relationship, create, you know, a tie with, you know, with the customers, because, you know, no one wants to do business with a stranger. Everybody wants to do business with a friend, you know, in the same aspect, you got to be careful of how friendly you become with customers, because then you get into that friend zone where, you know, they think they should be getting more for less and you should, you think you should be able to charge them more for, for less. So, you know, I know, but, I, hey, I know all I do for you, I don't get a discount. I, easy, I know. easy. <laughs> All right. I get five pound shepherd pies, but other than that, that that's basically it. Yeah. That, that's a three for one meal you're getting. That's so, right. You know, that's right. That's right. Let's add all them up in there. So, <laughs> but no, but I mean, the point that the point about this is, is that, you know, you get caught in the system of being an owner, you get caught in the system of being an entrepreneur. And sometimes you have to like take a deep breath and, and bring your head up out of the water and say, oh yeah, you know, I'm dealing with a human being. I can't just pretend that this is like, you know, numbers on papers, you know, and, and when you treat people like another number, they, they are not going to stick around for long. They want to, you know, the, the glamorization of customer service has gotten so bad in the past 10 years that, you know, 
when you actually do give somebody really good customer service, they're screaming at the top of their lungs about it because the customer service is just, you know, it's, it's just, it's gone to the wayside, you know, with, with immediate connections of, you know, landing pages, they drop into a Dropbox that you pay, click, and then your package is on the front door. You never really talk to anybody or you go out and that's how everybody feels. So, you know, they don't think that you have to really do customer service well anymore. So it's like, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. You know, so I promise this is something if you're starting out, you know, and you really, you know, create a, a contact with people, you're going to do better than uh, some, uh, some of your competitors that don't create contacts and create relationships. You know, just, they're just a number and an email. Just keep shooting out them emails, Jenny. Yeah. I want you to do 250 emails a day and hundred phone calls. I don't care. Just right. keep it going. Okay, you know, like, I don't care. Just keep shooting me out, Jenny. You know, like, you know, so, you know, like if you, you sit and have a conversation and, and, and when I hear it in the office through, you know, Chrissy, Becky or um, Megan, you know, I, I praise it. I'm like, yeah, see, that's when it's like, you know, do you realize what you just did there? And you sometimes have to like explain it in, in the facts so, like, you know, you guys talked about your kids, you talked about this, you talk, like she's going to call you, like she's going to call you back. You've created the relationship with her. If she's willing to talk to you about her family and her kids, then, you know, you guys are now friends. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, and that's cool. Yeah. That's old school muscle memory subconscious right there. I mean, that, sure. that's what you in there. And that pivot is, that's a good pivot to number five, which is <laughs> don't get in your own way. And the, the three things that bring great people down, fear, greed, and ego. And it goes on to talk about how, you know, people, great, you know, great leaders in history have had downfalls because of one of those three things. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this on previous podcasts where, you know, you, you have to be careful about your ego in particular and how, you, you know, the, your business is not managed by, you know, in any, you know, any business, corporate or entrepreneur, you know, if you're managed by ego, you're, you're eventually, it's eventually going to catch up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I guess I've been blessed with the, the lack of the fear, the fear um, dilemma that most people have about, you know, I'm the guy that jumps out the plane without a parachute on and decides that, okay, well, we're going to figure this out on the way down. So fear to me has never been an issue with me. You know, I'm always willing to take risks, but, you know, in the same instance, the, the, my ability to jump off the roof um, can be, dangerous as well as well because right. i'm so willing to take risk you know whereas you know so you have to you meter you have to meter it back on all on all aspects um greed of money is it, it, you know it's it's easy i'm going to tell you for most entrepreneurs that once they get their first large couple checks it's like you know spending frenzy because all of a sudden they see all this money and then next thing you know in a week they're like i only have five grand left and i'm like right. you know i'm like yeah well it, you know it is easy as, as hard as it was to come it's 10 times easier to spend so you know because oh, oh i need to go do this i need to go do that i need to you know because you've been waiting for this check and that's how, and that happened the hard way i think for a lot of businesses that we've, we've spoken to over the last six months or so i think when the big checks are rolling in you're kind of you're kind of successful despite yourself and then when you have something like covid it takes you to zero and you start humbly start back up you're like wow i really need to understand the ins and outs and and every little system i have and put you to the test and it's it's you know, it, it was good or bad. COVID was a good test this year. I mean, it, it really, it really tested you. Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. And, 
you know, and then, and then ego, I think ego is the number one killer, to be honest with you. If, if, if you look around and look at most things, I think ego of the three is the number one killer because that's a disease you can get that if you don't cure it fast can burn everything down around you quicker than anything else can. You know what I mean? Like, and what happens is normally ego and greed kind of come one and two, you know, when you get past the fear part, it's greed and ego that that are the two, the two enablers of, of bad business decisions. You know, lines between confidence also, right. There's a fine line between greed and ego and confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can get a little bit out of your own skin sometimes. And, you know, going back to that interview with uh, Joe Wu, you know, I I did it myself and, you know, luckily I was able to mend the fence, but, you know, like, you know, sometimes you can't, like sometimes you say or do or act the wrong way and you got one shot and that's it. And, you know, there's probably many, many one shots that I've, I've slammed doors on because of my ego or, you know, my lack of um, humility. So, you know, um, you gotta, you gotta learn, you gotta learn to, to be able to do it. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. Number six is an interesting one. Cause I, I've heard this one diced a lot of different ways. Be very careful how you spend your first and your last two hours of each day. And, you know, you could say, you could restate that your first half hour and last half hour, your first hour and last hour. But it, I agree with the concept is, is, you know, it's really important how you organize your day and how you finish your day. And, you know, how, what's some thought, how do you do that? Well, let's go with this literally. So literally, let's start off with be very careful. You're spending the first hour or last hour of the day. They're sending it with yourself. (laughs) I mean, really, to be honest with you. So, you know, like whether it's the first 30 minutes or last 30 minutes. So you got to get your head right and your head together because you could be either the best 30 minutes of the day or the worst 30 minutes of the day. You know what I mean? On both ends. So how you how you start and how you finish are, are you know, indicative of how the day is going to be and how the next day is going to be. You're talking about scheduling, you know, uh, that that's where you, your mindset went, went with this. Um, you know, yeah, you got to, you know, you should always have like, I have a little book. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm horrible with, with keeping like a calendar, keeping, you know, like a calendar of time for a day. Um, I'm horrible at it. Like, I'm just not that person. Like I don't write things down in a, in a, in a book every day. If I get started on it, I promise you, I probably got seven books in my, in my briefcase in my book bag sitting right next to me. I actually, I know that I have three sitting in there right now that I got started. And I, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you just like, either you are that kind of person, you aren't. Um, I'm better with using, the calendar app, you know, on my phone. And then right. in that way, it sends me notifications um, because I'm, <clears throat> you know, I'm still kind of like a, a shiny penny guy. Like I, I still get caught up in, in the inertia of, of the business. Like I'm not that disciplined on my schedule, but you know, at the end of the night, I do my, uh, I have, I, I'm in, in with uh, Ryan Stuman and we are in the uh, G code. I'm in the apex entrepreneur. So, you know, at the end of the night, we have to put down our five things that we are grateful for. We have to list our wins. We have to list what we worked on and we have to list the lesson that we, uh, we learned today. Um, and we track it, you know, and I, and I'm going to tell you, if you look at that thing, it looks like somebody threw up in the middle of my, my calendar, like somebody ate the, the middle half of it. Cause it right. puts in a, it puts in a solid block. If you get four points, cause you only get four points. 
where you get one point for each one of the things you got to report whether or not you worked out and you eat well. And sometimes I work out and sometimes I don't. So, you know, like, but in like October, November, in the beginning of December, no, it was September, the end of September, October, and November, it looks like, you know, Cookie Monster tore the shit out of my trash can. You know what I mean? Like there's just all kinds of like, cause I just, I forgot to do it. Like I just got absentee brain, you know, brain. It's not that I don't do the things every day, but like you should focus on, you should focus on what you did and you should focus on what you didn't do so that, you know, tomorrow, this is the things we have to get done, especially in the beginning, because there's just so many things you have a, probably a list of 200 things that have to get done every day and you're not getting them done. You know what I mean? Like you're just not going to get them done. And, and the, the more you put it off, like some of those things, the longer it takes you to get, you know, where you want to be. So you got to write the stuff down. And I did for the first Probably the first five years I had a composition notebook and I was pretty diligent about it, writing stuff there in my notebook every day about, you know, I used it for a timesheet. So that was the beginning of it. But uh, that's probably why I used it so much. But um, that's when, once I got digital, that was over um, with the time management for employees. But uh, yeah, it, it's definitely, you got to be, pay, you got to pay attention, you know, to what, what you're paying attention to. And that's really what that means. You know what I mean? Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Number seven, think big. Don't be afraid to be bold. I agree and disagree with this one. I, bold's good, but you got to have a plan and you got to have a way to measure the plan and you got to have a good system to implement the plan. What's your thought on that? Well, you're the planner and I'm the jumper. So we, are, <laughs> we already know that. So, uh, you know, my, my thing is, you know, I, you know, I would go back to, you know, this is where you say humbly, yes. <laughs> um, I, you know, think, you know, you gotta be you. Let, let's go back to that. Let's, you gotta be you and you gotta be authentically you. So authentically you, Mike, is that you're a planner, you know, right. like that's who you are. You know what I mean? You're a planner. You're, you, you know, you write your shit down every day. You have a, a, a planning book or a planning calendar that that's, that's your life. And, and that's awesome because that's you and that fits you. I'm not that person. Right. You know what I mean? So, and, and I have to be reeled in sometimes, you know what I mean? Like I, and, and that's what's good about having Becky, you know, in my, in my life, you know, when it comes to business is that I, I do it. I'd say, I don't even have to say humbly. Yes. I would just scream out. Yes. Like, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? But you know, I get the ideas and now because there's other major people involved, not, not me, just me telling everybody what to do. Um, you know, I come back with the idea and like, Hey, what do you think about this? Sometimes she says, yeah, that's a good idea. Sometimes she goes, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> and I mean, like, so, you know, like, you know, and this is where it comes back to the people. Like you need to, you need to have a good set of people around you to keep you reeled in on every aspect. Like I have, you know, one, like I, I mentioned this a thousand times. I have one guy that I talk business to who is, who works for a bank. I have another guy that's um, been in banking for 30 some years and I talked to him for HR because he's, you know, a huge super VP at a bank. And, you know, I have other dudes that are either successful at what they do or their sales or their own businesses. And I run, I run shit by them. Like we're sitting there smoking cigars and, and we, we run ideas by them. And you got to know how to read people too, because you got to know, like when you say something, are they jealous? Are they happy for you? Or are they, 
or they really understand what you're asking. So like when you say something normally to a group of people, you know what kind of answer you're going to get from them, depending on the question you ask. But that's good to know because then you go, okay, I thought this through. I thought this is what they would say. And if they answered it, then, you know, okay, this is a good idea. And if people come out with crazy ideas or crazy questions and, you know, oh, well, maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should think about this one more time, <laughs> you know, what I mean? but that's, you know, like, I don't think you should be afraid to, to, to jump. You know, like, I think that's the biggest problem. I would say that 99% of the people why they don't start is because they're scared to jump. You know what I mean? And you can't be scared to jump. Um, you know, no different, like here to talk about, um, you know, on the previous comment, you know, NFL players, you know, like an NFL player, if they were scared to actually play, you know, they would never make it. Like they don't, they're not scared to play. Like you can't be scared to be a business owner. You've done it. If you, if you're successful at anything you're doing, you've pretty much done almost everything that a business owner does. You might've done it in compartments. You might've been, you might've done it in a 15 year span between roles at a job and collateral duties, but you've done it. You know, like I promise you, you've done it. And if you're that successful in what you do nine to five that you're thinking about branching out, then I promise you that, you know, there's enough, especially nowadays, you know, I started this in 98, you know, this is before we had camera phones. This is before, you know, like a lot of technology, you know what I mean? Like right. this is before, you Good know, old we, fashioned. You know, YouTube. I mean, you know, we're talking uh, before a lot of things. I mean, right. you can YouTube, how do you run a successful business? And you're going to get ideas. You know what I mean? Right. Like we didn't have that shit, you know, right. it was you had like, to read fortune magazine back in 98. <laughs> yeah. You had to buy a magazine to read it. And we all know how I like reading. <laughs> so, you know, that didn't happen. You know what I mean? But there's so many resources now at, at your fingertip to help you, you know, Hey, I have a piece of shit employee. How do I fix that? You Google that on YouTube. I guarantee there's an answer. You there get a billion you. hits. I mean, you, you gotta have answers, you know, whereas, you know, you know, so if you're going to do it, I think now the, now's the time, now's the age, now's the area where the most, you have the most resources to help you be successful. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, there's no reason to wait. There's really not. I mean, you know, again, your circumstance is a little bit different. You know what I mean? You're at the end of a golden career with, with a pension, you know, like, right. okay, it would be stupid to give up two years for 20 year pension. Right. or 30 year pension, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like that, that's a risk reward thing. But if you're not in that area, which most people aren't because most people don't have a job that has a pension attached to it, you know, you're still working for yourself. Now, what are you working for? Are you working to make somebody else money or are you going to work to make yourself money? And that's, that's where I was always at. You know what I mean? Like I was always at, like, am I really, do I really want to do this for somebody else and make that money or do I want to do it for me? You know, and that's, that's the answer. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, number eight. Shit. Your spouse wisely. And I guess you could say significant other, right? Because you don't necessarily have to be married. Yeah, you don't have to be married. Right, you don't have to be married. And and, uh, and that's an important one. I, you, at, the, at the very least, you got to be on the same page. You know, I, I, have, I have friends that are entrepreneurs that are constantly like, I got to be careful how I say this to my spouse or I got to say this spouse or what I'm spending money on and that kind of stuff. And it is, a t it's a tough balance. I mean, it's, I mean, Hey, I, I, I have a, uh, a, a company with my wife and it's, believe me, you don't turn off being a wife and a husband when you're in the middle of a business conversation. You know what, but you got to, um, and, and you got, and you got to, and, and you have to, you, you have to know that this is business right now from, from whatever time, whenever you walk in the door and you're sitting in a, in a meeting room together, you two have to turn off 
love and turn on business and have to understand that. And if you're going to do that together, I tell people all the time, like it's the toughest thing to do with, with strangers. And it's even tougher to do with people, you know, and love. So, you know, you got to be careful about that when you do that. I don't think that's really what they were talking about in this question. Um, yeah, they were, they I, were, yeah, there's more of your support system. Yeah. 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 But you know, the same thing, you know, you guys, you know, you guys are doing this um, together, but, you know, and supporting each other, but there's going to be tough times. And, and yeah. you know, luckily for you, you have Kira and she doesn't have thin skin. So, you know, it, um, and she's, I'm going to tell know, her you, I'm going to tell her you said that you're going to see some more battles. No, I'm just kidding. there's no battles, brother. I'm good. <laughs> she doesn't have thin skin. You know what I mean? So she, right. she's good. She's good with battling and then turning it off as well. Um, You know, the, the, I think the biggest thing you have to take out of this choose is choose your choose your and I would just say family choose your family wisely is that because they go in parents siblings schoolmates coworkers neighbor you know like it's choose it's choose your tribe well like choose the five people the seven people you're going to be around you know your 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 significant other and your parents or or relatives aren't going to understand this you know I come from a blue collar um, trades oriented family on both sides so my my one uncle worked for Delmar Power for 30 years. My dad worked for Delmar Power for 30 years. My, uh, <clears throat> all my uncles on my mom's side were um, union automotive people. Um, my cousins are still, some of them are still in the unions. Um, you know, like, so me doing what I did, the only person that I could relate to was my grandfather, you know, because he had the construction company and had it for years. But everybody else thought I was, I was crazy. Like I should just get it, you know, go get a union job, go work for Delmar Power like my dad did. And, but my dad came home and hated it. He used to, like, he drank himself to death. He drank, you know, and, and he hated it. And he, all he did was complain about it. So why would I want to do that? Like, well, I mean, I see it. Like there was no, like, there was no, just, you know, like you needed some kind of, you know, right. you know this, you know, ring to figure out what he was trying to say. He came home and destroyed himself every night because he just hated what he did. So why would I go do that? So, I mean, if I'm going to destroy myself, I might as well destroy it on something that I like or something I perceive that I'm going to like. Person, I mean, when you have as bad as that was, at least it was some certainty that you could have taken in some cases, but it may take courage to kind of step away from that and do something that's going to be a risk. Uh, I never did anything that I was worried about certainty and you know, you know what my disc looks like. So I don't uh, have to worry yeah, about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm 98% D. So, you know, I don't have to worry about certainty at all. I, you know, but you're right, you know, but be careful, you know, because you're, because listening to your spouse or listening to, you know, a family member tell you that you're no good at this or, you you know, you shouldn't be doing this or, or that, you know, you're making bad decisions. Like you have to be careful what you're listening to and what you allow in. They're still your loved ones. They really mean the best for you. Um, you know, it's no different than your own brain because your brain is wired to keep you safe and your brain is wired so that you don't feel pain. And you're, regardless of them not, not trying to cause you pain they're they are thinking if they tell you enough you'll stop and it will it will it will stop the pain on everyone's aspect instead it's just creating a bad situation and eventually you know you may separate yourself from you know like you just don't spend as much time with your mom or your dad or your you know your wife or kids just because they give you a hard time about it. So until you get to the point where it's like, Oh, I told you, you should have done this. Look how good you're doing, Johnny. You know what I mean? So what yeah. is a double-edged sword? You need them as a support system, but you always don't want to follow their advice. Because they're always going to tell you the state. So it is, right. it is a double-edged sword. Let, let's pivot to number nine. 
Invest in, in, in authentic relationships. And this is really talking about the, this is a simple for me. It's about cultivating relationships. We talked about this earlier when you had salespeople calling, you know, there, there is that, there is that, you know, just investment in the quality of the, of the execution of relationships versus just here's my product. Right. Well, and, and you could do it that way. You also, I, you know, it says, you know, business is personal, be willing to give relationship, happy um, relationships happily, whether it's your time or favor or information. You know, I look at this all the way around. You should always, you should always be looking to fill your circle with people you want to be. You want, you want them as your client. You want them as your mentor. You want them, you want to be like them or be, you know, them in a certain period of time, because that helps you, you know, rise above who you are, you know, because they're where you want to be. And then, but that, and that, that field of people always can increasingly gets higher and smaller at the same time, because at a certain point, there's not going to be many people that are above you, you know, if you're successful, you know, it's like certain people have entry level access. And then there's people that have tenured success. And then there's people that are extremely successful, you know, the extremely successful people, there's not many in that, in that ballpark to really work around. So as you start going up the ladder, know that you're probably going to lose some friends that you originally had because they, they don't suit you anymore. So you, you got to be careful, you know, and make sure that you're being you, you know, don't only try to change you to be them, be you, but be you and try to be successful like them or try to be in a relationship like them. Cause if you can't be authentic, you, it's going to be a train wreck yeah. because eventually, eventually you will come out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's, so. jump, let's jump to number 10. This is, I just having this conversation with my, my son the other day. Uh, live within your means. And I, I was, I was kind of teaching him some financial literacy stuff. You know, he's 14, he just got his first job. And I'm like, look, you know, I was trying to explain to him, take 20, 25% of your pay now and start to put it away in an investment, a mutual fund. And, you know, I had him pull out a, a you know, the, his phone and step through, you know, a simple, simple investment calculator, compounding calculator. And I said, you know, thousand dollars, you know, investment, $100 a month for the next 46 years, right? What is that number? And he's like, that can't be right. And I go, it's right. And, and you have to, have <laughs> that, you know, then I kind of said, okay, now replace the $100 a month with $500 a month and then put that number. And it was, he was like, that can't be right. And I said, it is right. It's 46 years compounded, and I, but you have to have the discipline to do that. I said, nobody explained that. Right. Um, you, you, you had a, my 14, when I was 14, you had to have a stockbroker, right? You had to have a relationship that you gave mounds of money to today, you literally on your phone as a teenager can can drop money into an investment. You know the day you get yeah paid, yeah it. because you got all these like Cash App has yeah you know like has like this investment thing here. I'm like I was looking at I you know I got Cash App because certain people wanted to get paid that way, and uh, it was just crazy. Like you know I'm like damn you could just sit here and invest money all day long right right <laughs> like this is ridiculous. We didn't have this. Yeah. And, and it is, and it is really particularly, you know, as you, as you know, you, you ramped up two really successful businesses in the last 20 years. And it's really, once you start making that money right away, it's easy to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to get the nicest car, the nicest watch, the nicest suit, the nicest this, but you got to make that decision. Do you put it back into the business? You know, what's your, what's your philosophy on that? Well, you know, I always tell everybody, so I, you know, if you, if you listen or watch or read rich, that poor dad, you know, you got to have business money and your money, right. you know, you got to pay yourself, 
you know, living wage. And then I, I look at you, you should always be putting back in the business. So in the catering business, I probably put back in for the first five years. Like I really didn't take that much money for the first three years. I didn't have to, you know, because I was living with a buddy. Well, first I was living in a foreclosed house that I kept winning the lawsuit through the bank that was supposed to modify my loan. So for the first three years, I didn't have a mortgage payment. So that was easy. And then I lived with my buddy and I was only paying him a minimum amount of rent in the beginning. You know, so I had like four years that I just constantly put back, you know, I didn't buy a new car, I didn't buy new stuff. I like, I had a used car, used vehicle and everything was used for the business to get it in there. And, and I, that's always been my philosophy when I had the commercial cleaning company. You know, I would always make sure we had new equipment, new stuff. You know, anytime we get a huge contract, um, you know, I go out and I spend fifteen hundred two grand on getting new like equipment that we know that we need that right. maybe I've been putting off for or yeah. you know things like that. And I spent right off the bat that way. There's no like, well, I'll wait a month and then and because you know that that money will get used up. It'll get used up for payroll, insurance, whatever, something. You know, so I go out and spend it immediately so that I invested back into new equipment or new things to make it you know easier and better for everybody for our process. So yeah, you you got to. You, you got to live within your means, but you also have to celebrate success, you know, and I, and I say that all the time is that if you hit a goal, you know, splurge on something. I mean, don't, don't get crazy, but you know, if, if you like watches, buy a decent watch, you know, go out and buy yourself a watch. If you hit a huge sales goal or you picked up that huge client, you know, for your company and, and, and you're, I'm a watch guy. So I'm just going to go with that. So go ahead, go get yourself a watch. You don't have to buy a Rolex. that's $45,000, but you get, Get something nice, something new, it's something relative, you know. It's relative, right? Buy a five thousand dollar Rolex if you're making the if you're making the right. Money. If you just picked up the one point two five million dollar client, yeah, sure, go buy the forty thousand dollar Rolex, you know. But you know, if you picked up a thousand fifty thousand dollar job or you know hundred thousand dollar job, go out and get a two or three thousand dollar watch. Right. You know, they're they're all out there for all the means. But you know, don't that just because you got the one or second contract doesn't mean you go and buy a Mercedes, you get right. a new watch, and you start buying three thousand dollar suits. You right. know, like hey, you know. Maybe you get one suit and the watch and then you wait till the next job to get the Mercedes, you know, kind of thing, like figure it all out. Like I'm, I'm not saying don't celebrate your successes, but like, you know, again, live within your means, like make sure that you're not spending it faster than you're making it. All right. The final one, number 11, be grateful, have fun and take care of others. And again, ties into what we were just talking about is, is, you know, you, you got I me, mean, the big, the big message in there when take care of those, take care of your employees, right? I don't care if you're in a corporate, sure. in, in an entrepreneur, I don't care where you are, take care of employees. You don't take care of your employees. You're going to have a hard time at it. You are, you are. And you got, and you got to, you got to find ways like everything, not everything's about money. Sometimes you got to help them in other parts of their life, other parts, areas of things, you know, um, you know, just, but always make sure that you're listening and helping, you know, and, and I promise you when you do that, you're creating a relationship and, and, you know, they're no longer working for someone they don't know. They're working for someone that they do know and someone that cares, you know, and has an interest in them and in their life. It's not just about what they do for you, the hours that they put in. So, you know, it doesn't have to always be money. I promise you, you know, right. you can, you can do other things to help them, you know, you know, you know, I've done training classes, you know, that had nothing to do with business. I mean, they do eventually and ultimately, because if you get your life together, of course, you know, but, it, you know, they, there's things they go to the women's events at the chamber, you know, like the ladies in the front, they go on the women's events. We do stuff, 
you know, like I take, I take, you know, the kitchen guys and ladies out and we go out and have lunch or something to the culture club or we just do something like we just go and do something just that that's non-work related. And I took a few of them out on the boat, you know, when I had the boat, um, things like that, like just, you know, do things that are, you know, not work related, try to find ways to celebrate, you know, doing things together and getting out. And it's not just about work, 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 work. All right, my friend, that was, that was the list from success.com. <laughs> we like our, we like our list because it gives us a good foundation to kind of talk through. And um, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you. Keep, yes, sir. Keep warming that snow, man. Yeah, I hear you. All right. <laughs> Later.